Hey friends, welcome to the episode. Today I had the pleasure of interviewing Julie Fontaine. She is the owner and founder of a consulting agency called Empower Possible. It's all about health and wellness. And I really love that she truly has a mission to help other, help everyone, help her students have a better work-life balance. And if you know me, you know that is one of my core values and one of the reasons I absolutely love being a transaction coordinator because I'm able to maintain such a great work-life balance. So let's dive into the episode. I know you're going to get some great takeaways. Hi, I'm Christy Winfrey, and I'm so excited you're here with me today. Welcome to the Not Just a Daydream podcast. Have you ever found yourself daydreaming about the life you wish you had? Yeah, me too. Well, for many years, I felt stuck, and I thought those dreams would only ever be just daydreams. Today, I now run a thriving six-figure virtual business that allows me to have the freedom to work and live from anywhere. I also teach others how to grow and operate a successful TC business of their very own. If you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and application, then this is the podcast for you. In here, we discuss business dreams, goals, and everything in between. Welcome to the Not Just a Daydream podcast. Hey there, friend. I've got something special to share with you today. Have you ever wondered if there was a career where you could work from home and still make a great income? Well, guess what? There is, and it's called becoming a transaction coordinator. I know that this is such a powerful career for so many people that I want to share the opportunity that I have been given with as many people as possible. That's why I've created the TC Quiz. It's a fun way to explore if becoming a transaction coordinator might be the perfect fit for you. Imagine having the flexibility to work from home and enjoying the financial rewards. So head on over to christywinfrey.com backslash TC quiz and start exploring your journey towards an amazing home-based career. It's all about making your dreams a reality one step at a time. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Julie Saruba Fountain. And she has just a really cool story. Um, and so welcome to the show, Julie. Would you thank you uh, so much for having me, Christy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so tell us a little bit about your background and your story. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on your podcast. And really how it connects to the not just a daydream. There there are a couple aspects of my life where um that I'll share that relates in your listeners might find interesting. So I did actually have my dream job. I was one of those people that was really fortunate where I was able to go to school, um, went through college, went through graduate school. I did work a couple of years in research and found out that it wasn't exactly where I wanted to be. But after that, I landed what I thought was my dream job. And it was in higher education. I was a started out as a health educator part-time and then ended up getting promoted into a full-time role as a wellness coordinator. And I worked in that role for 10 years years. But about five years into the my dream job, I realized um, I was doing a lot of work that was serving the entire college. And so I started speaking with my supervisor about getting um, promoted, getting income that matched my skill set. And right. really, that would match what I was doing for the college. And after several years of those conversations, not 
going anywhere, I decided it was time for me to leave. And my supervisor agreed I had outgrown the position. Administration wasn't interested in creating a new position where I could be and lead these strategic initiatives. Um, they weren't interested in paying me more to do the work that I was already doing. Um, and so I started looking for work. And then uh, in 2020, we can all remember what happened in yeah. 2020, there was uh, COVID. And I was asked by the college, because of the skills that I had displayed, to then lead our COVID efforts on campus. So I became the COVID coordinator for the entire campus. And I decided this is an incredible opportunity to once again showcase my skills, to say, um, and have an impact. And I really mm -hmm. wanted to help with the COVID efforts. And I felt like this was my opportunity to give back to a community, to help the community and to really use my skills in a way we all felt at loss at sea during that time. Right. And it was really a way for me to feel like I could contribute and make people's lives better in a really impactful way. So I was in that role and worked, gave everything to that role. I was working um, basically nonstop for about two months to yeah. set up our um, whole entire system from scratch. We had to set up immunizations. We had to set up isolation systems. We had to set up quarantine systems. We had to, there was a residential piece to this because I was working on a college campus. So I had to coordinate all of those efforts. And through that, I really felt like I demonstrated everything that I could to the institution about how much I cared about this place, how much it meant to me, how much it meant to me for people to thrive on this, mm -hmm. in this place. And over the coming months, working through that role, building up um, and ended up managing about 30 people in these efforts. And then at the end of, of the year, the academic year, because I was at a college campus, that's when your contract gets reviewed and you get to um, talk about, okay, next year, what are you, what are you going to do? And I had expressed um, that I've set up these systems. I would like to go back to my wellness coordinator role and possibly with the idea of strategic, managing strategic projects, um, mm -hmm. having demonstrated that I could right. lead an entire campus through this, this work. And um, they said no to that. <laughs> so um, it wasn't a no directly though, which, which was hard, um, but it was a no just by not answering. Um, gotcha. Which so. was very difficult for me to deal with and ended up to me completely burning out. I had, I had felt like this job was such a big part of my identity that when I felt rejected by the yeah. institution because they weren't, I, in my eyes, seeing the value that I brought um, by not um, providing these opportunities for me to succeed in a higher level or give me the recognition. I was already succeeding on a high level, but never given the recognition that it was because of my work that we were able to succeed and go through that process. And um, it, it really crushed me. And I didn't know at the time, but I went through a period of grief and it was, I felt like a part of my identity died. And that's when the idea of starting a business came to be because I thought I don't want anyone to go through what I went through. I don't want anyone to have to live a day of their lives thinking about what could be, you know, thinking about 
their daydreams and thinking that daydream could never happen. So this podcast is so perfect because I was able to get out of that situation. And that's my goal is to help others transition out to see their value and worth. And when you're in a toxic environment, it's really hard to do that because the people in that toxic environment are telling you things that you know aren't true. They're telling you, oh, it doesn't matter that much or like, good job. You don't need the title. You know, you know that you are worth that much. You don't need the title or you, uh, we don't operate that way here. And those are all things that try to pacify you from um, excelling and trying to hold you down. So yeah. Now I transitioned out of that organization. I have my business and then I also work full time in a uh, different organization as a well-being specialist uh, where I have much better boundaries, (laughs) where I'm very clear about um, my needs and wants and have a supervisor that wholeheartedly supports that and is incredibly transparent with me as well about the needs of the organization and where I need to be and when and what I need to do. And that clarity is really helpful uh, when you're someone like me that that really wants to go above and beyond. Um, I need the guardrails. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, I think that's so important. You've got to love where you work. And and from what I've read and and hear, you know, a lot of people who quit their jobs, it's not necessarily because they didn't like the job. It's usually because they didn't like the leadership or how they were treated. Um, and it sounds like you were just being unheard in that situation. I mean, you were giving everything that you had and should have been given raises and should have been given titles. Um, and just, yeah, it's very unfortunate. Um, right. And I know, I feel like, you know, there, there's a path for everything, right. So, or reason, reason for everything or a path leads out of it. So, you know, if you hadn't have gone through that, maybe you wouldn't have started your business now and you wouldn't be at this no. place that you absolutely love now. Yeah. Um, so what are some of those, like, I guess, what are those, some of those lessons that you learned from that really tough experience that you have carried on into um, maybe your business and then also with a new job? Because now you, you said you're like, you were very firm about what you want and what you'll accept. Um, were you that way with the previous job? No, nope, I didn't. I started out part time. And I think I've been reflecting a lot on this. I started out part time. And my supervisor who gave me a lot of opportunity and freedom and who I will always thank for all of the lessons that I learned under their mentorship said to me and gave me the opportunity to grow and to write my own job description. So in my mind, I thought, if I'm at part-time now, I'm going to work and prove my worth so that I get a 30-hour position. And then once I have a 30-hour position, I'm going to work and prove my worth so that I get a 40-hour position. And then from a nine-month contract, I'm going to go for a 10-month contract. And then from a 10-month contract, I'm going to go to an 11-month contract until I have a 12-month contract. So I really felt like I had to keep pushing and keep showing, here's what I can do. And that's what started this cycle of always going above and beyond. And then once you have, once you're known for, oh, Julie always gets back to my emails right away. Julie can do that project. She knows how to get things done. Julie is the one that we can turn to if we um, need someone to show up at the last minute and and carry the conversation along. Um, and I became known at that person, known as that person, which I enjoyed that role. And I really, of course, wanted to give all the skills that I had to give, but I had no boundaries around it. And that's, um, 
really the difference. And then I started implementing boundaries, but it was hard. It was really hard to implement those boundaries. And there was a lot of judgment with the boundaries that I did implement uh, because I had that reputation. And then I had to say, you know, after this time, I'm not coming in. After this time, I'm not responding to emails. Like I will get back to you in a reasonable time and a professional amount of time, but it's not going to be instant on weekends. Um, right. So that that was a change. Right. Yeah. I can. I can. Um, I can understand and also relate with how whenever you didn't necessarily have a lot of boundaries in the beginning, and then you try to settle how hard that is. It's so much harder than just setting the boundaries in the very beginning. And I'm a natural Mm -hmm. people pleaser. You know, I really want to help. It's just my, you know, natural Mm -hmm. side of me, but I can let those, um, those boundaries become too gray because, you know, I want to help so much. So it just slowly expands. And now all of a sudden, now I'm doing things that I I never meant to do, you know, and I'm, it sounds like that's what you were doing too. And um, right. what did what did that do with your personal life? You know, not having those boundaries yeah. in place at work. Yeah. And this goes into what I'd say a tip for somebody. So with Empower Possible, I have the three empowerments. And the first empowerment is self-awareness. So speaking of personal life, my self-awareness was a little bit lacking because if you would have asked me, what are the things that you value most in life? I would say I value my friends and family. So if you are saying you value your friends and family most, who should you probably be number one spot on your list of like when something comes up, who are you going to show up for? Who are you reaching out to on the weekends? Who are you hanging out with when you have free time? It probably should be your friends and family. Right. Yeah. And because of the job that I had, there were evening, there was evening work, there was, um, weekend work. And so there were times where I just either didn't have the energy to reach out to friends and family or had direct conflicts with events, family events. So it wasn't truly in line to what I'd said. Our friends and family, were they important to me at that time? Yes. But they weren't always the number one spot. So I needed to grow in my self-awareness. And I realized that. And made changes accordingly now with this new, this new position. Um, so that first empowerment of, of the self-awareness is really important. Looking at how you spend your time, looking at what it is that you care about and does your life reflect that? Right. I really loved how you said like you didn't even have time for the friends and family because I never really thought about, um, or the energy, sorry. It was like, you didn't have the energy to spend time with them because I never really thought about, um, that makes a difference too. It's not just, um, it's not just, you didn't have time, but when you did have time, like, did you even have the energy or at that point where you're like, I just want to stay home and just sit on Mm -hmm. the couch and do nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah, I mean, it, it's so, as a business owner and as an employee, I mean, you can just work so much and then just be caught up in that and, you know, miss out on living your life. Right. Right. Because you become, at least with people that I've worked with and interviewed and for myself, what is, what is your identity? If someone, most people get asked, like, what do you do? Do you say what you do for a living, your job, or do you say, well, I like to go hiking. I like to spend time with my nieces and nephews. I like to spend time with my kids. I, I'm um, a facilitator of conversations. I'm a community leader. I, most of us don't answer that way. 
sorry. <laughs> uh, goodness, those stinking dogs. Um, okay, I think we're good to. Okay. Um, most of us will answer in response their, your job title. And just think about if that's what first comes out, what you first think of, that's how much your identity is wrapped up into that. And so to set boundaries around something that is such a big part of your identity is really hard because if you take that out, who are you? And that that's, um, leads to the second empowerment, which is social networks. So who are you within the social networks that you are a part of? Yes, work is part of your social network, but maybe you belong to a local club, an organization. Uh, maybe you are on a board as part of a foundation, a nonprofit. Maybe you are a member of a spiritual community or religious organization. So you have all of those social networks that are a part of you. And how you define yourself matters and how you think of yourself matters. So if you're only thinking of yourself as your professional role, you're right. not giving credit to these other identities that you have. And therefore, if that falls through, that can be really, really tough for a lot of people. And it was really, really tough for me. Right. Do you think that's why um, it like led more to uh, more of a grieving process? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it was, it, I had to ask myself, who am I beyond this work life? And that is really the essential question. Who are we beyond what we're doing? Who are right. we as a being? Who are we as an essence, our true self, our positive core? What can we answer that question? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're so right. Everybody always wants to know, like, what do you do? Um, and not about like who you are as a person and that, you know, they'll want to get to know you that way, but that's usually always the first, one of the first questions. Mm -hmm. um, so what is the third empowerment? Thanks for asking. <laughs> You've been paying attention. Great interviewer. Thanks, Christy. Uh, the third empowerment is systems level awareness. So for me, knowing the systems that were set up, there were some obvious systems that were set up that held me back at my former organization and some systems that left that lifted me up as well. So we have visible systems like our policies, our procedures, laws and regulations, and then we have invisible systems. So in a work setting, that would be how often people respond to email. Do they say hello to each other when they're walking down the hallway? Do they offer a helping hand? Um, if they see you struggling, um, what are the biases and judgments that people have about certain groups throughout the organization, then implicit biases and then outright biases are all part of that invisible system, that invisible hand that guides us through, through life. Okay. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I never really thought about the, the systems in that way other than just like for work, but that is, um, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that, that came out of my experience. So like you said, this led me to this path of developing those because of how not only my health and well-being background, but I have an MBA in change and leadership. And I got a firsthand case study in change in myself and worked through right. a lot of the theories and foundations and then developed this model based off of both of those backgrounds that I have. Gotcha. Okay. So tell us more about your business. Um, what all yeah. do you do in the business? 
Yep. So the business name is Empower Possible. And like I said, the foundation is those three empowerments. So I lead workshops. Like right now, I'm currently working on a workshop called Career Transitions. And it's a career entitled Career Crossroads. And it's about career transitions. And we work through the different points of first thinking about your stories that you tell yourself, then second, the new story that you want to write about yourself and then letting go and then moving forward and taking steps um, to transition into your new space of wherever that is, a new job or business or uh, retirement for some folks. So that kind of encompasses what I do with a lot of the different workshops. We go through stage stages of change through those those empowerments. So another workshop is Freedom from the Clock, where we talk about um, why time management skills, developing those time management skills can actually sometimes lead to um, burnout because you become more efficient in time with your time. And then guess what happens when you become more efficient? Most of us fill us fill it with more stuff to do. So freedom from the clock is a process of figuring out what you value, how you can make those processes efficient, and then how you can actually not do things that you don't want to do just because you have more time, but fill those things that you have more time for with things that you really value. So that one um, is really fun to go into organizations and lead because it it's a fun exercise um, with the folks. Um, building strengths is another part of the business that I focus on. And that is what it sounds. It talks about looking at your strengths and how you, the strengths of others on your team benefit each other. So it's really, it's a consulting process that I go through with folks. It's about leading those workshops, then looking at how the workplace organization can support them in carrying out the lessons that we learn in that, in that workshop. And then I also do keynote presentations as well. That's awesome. So um, are these like virtual workshops that you do or are they all in person? Um, they can be. They can be virtual. A lot of them I, were in that post-COVID time. So a lot of them I did develop that. So they work really well virtually, but they also uh, work very well in person too. Okay. And it's you like approach businesses and um, to, you know, work with their teams and stuff like that. It's not necessarily a, a workshop for an individual. It can be both. So the freedom from the clock, for example, can be something that an individual takes. Building your strengths can be something. Career crossroads can be something. All of those can be individuals. And there is something to be said when you're a part of a team and the whole team speaks the same language and goes through that same learning process. So I definitely encourage people, if it's something they're interested, sign up as an individual. And if it's something that you can bring to your organization, then then that extra special. That's like a double, double rainbow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so cool. And I think it's so needed. Um, you know, we need more things, um, especially as business owners who have team members, we need more things that are going to uplift our team and help, um, help us all have that same shared mindset. Like you just spoke about. Um, I know, so I really enjoy listening to Amy Porterfield and, um, one of her most recent podcasts was something something about having team, team members. And she was talking about like the onboarding process. She has um, three or four books that she has the new team member read because then they're all like following the, the, mm-hmm. the examples in the book. And, you know, it's kind of how her business has been based. And I was like, that's a great idea. And uh, 
my team and I, we, we read a book maybe like every, well, we started reading one, um, and we finished it, um, at the beginning of the year and we finished it probably like, I don't know, last month sometimes. So we're going to read another one. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And that shows, I, uh, it shows what you value. So how you spend your time shows what you value. Like I said in the beginning, you know, I was saying that I really valued my friends and family and yet was I spending my time with them? Now you can't necessarily spend all your time with your friends and your family, right. but, and where was my downtime? What was that given to? Um, so if you invest in your employees, they're going to see that you care if you're spending time in that personal and professional development. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I know you said one of the workshops was about like, um, your mindset and, um, the, the stories that you're telling telling people or telling yourself, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, do you feel like that is one of the big things that really holds people back from pursuing their dreams? Absolutely. Absolutely. The mindset, uh, it's most people have heard of growth mindset. Uh, that is absolutely the, having that fixed mindset in certain areas. What some people don't know about growth mindset, they might think I either have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. And that's not true. You might have a growth mindset in certain areas, but maybe a fixed mindset related to business. Or for me, um, the reason why I didn't start a business for a long time is I was really concerned about the accounting pieces and taxes and business law. And I have an MBA and my MBA is in change in leadership, but I, I'm not a professional accountant. I'm not a professional tax attorney. And so that mindset about learning those systems held me back for a long time until I started to think and just bite by bite and talking with a lot of people about things, um, started to change my mindset. And I can learn, I can learn things. It might take me a little bit of time, but I can learn it. And all of us, I mean, maybe it's not taxes and accounting for you for starting a business, but maybe it's something else. Um, but we all have those things that in the back of our mind, we are, we have a fixed mindset about all of us do. And so it, would be identifying what that is and seeing what you can do to break that mindset and turn it into a growth mindset. And um, part of it could be fears around money. A lot of people have a fear around money and not knowing your worth and uh, being afraid to charge for your services. So maybe it's that mindset. It can be different for different people. Right. If, uh, let, let's kind of touch on that money mindset part. How, how do you help people break that thought? If you feel, you know, let's say they're getting new into business, they don't really feel like how can, or they feel like, how can they charge somebody this much whenever they, you know, are new and maybe they don't feel like they have that value. Right. It, it really is thinking about, what your own values and strengths are and what your unique proposition is. And then matching it up to others in the field that have similar things and seeing what they charge and thinking about role modeling. So that's really important is practicing. It kind of sounds a little silly, like you're going to play pretend, but it, it does work. Um, You, mirror the behavior that you want to see. Mm-hmm. And so it's about having those conversations in a safe space with a coach or a mentor and going through that process of stating your fees and 
and thinking about if you are bringing an income, you then are able to contribute more to the world. So if you bring in income, you can give that value out double fold. Whereas if you give all your services for free, not saying that you can't give some of them for free, maybe you want to do that in exchange for a testimonial or to get more experience, but at a certain point, you'll want to start charging more. And once you start charging more, then you have the opportunity to invest in others. And that's really good to remember for someone that might be a little timid about charging a little bit more for their services because they think, like you mentioned, um, I don't know if I'm worth that much, quote unquote, but if you bring in that income, then your impact can be that much greater. And you started this business to make a difference. And so you are able to make that difference if you charge a certain rate. Right. Yeah. Another, that's a great point. And, um, you know, I think there's, and there's several ways of being able to impact more. Um, but even just like to just being very simple, like, let's say you, um, you're tired of cutting your grass and you hire somebody to cut your grass. Like you're getting to employ somebody else and support their business. And so, um, you know, I think that's so great to be able to, yeah, there's, you can do so much whenever you do have more income coming in. Right. And sometimes people are skeptical of free services. That's true. And they think, well, if this is free, can it really be of any value? Because the value is zero dollars. Right. So if you're saying you're zero, then how good can it really be? Now, I do offer a couple of free things on my website. My newsletter is free. I have free meditations. uh, And those are to give you a sample of what working with me would be like. And so you do, for me, it's important to have some free resources, but that's not because they're worthless, but it is to give the opportunity to learn. So you know what you're getting yourself into. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And they get, they get to learn, um, learn your style and find out if they connect with you. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's great. Um, so, um, tell us a little bit more about like, how, do, how can people balance success and um, wanting more, but still having, you know, still taking care of their health, their mental health, their physical health? Because um, I think, you know, as, like I said before, business owners, and then also just employees who are just constantly working, you know, I, sometimes our health and mental health and everything suffers. Yes, absolutely. And that's why my experience of going through burnout really has helped inform my well-being practices now. I had a a pretty solid foundation of well-being practices. And because of the toxicity of the environment I was in, I couldn't overcome that toxic environment no matter how hard I practiced my well-being because my well-being is personal and there was systems at play that I couldn't overcome. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, this is definitely, thank you for the opportunity to answer this question. It's something that's very close to my heart. Yeah. Um, so the first step that I would ask your listeners to do is to think about how you define success. So for me, one of my core values is joyful success. I can have all the monetary income that I want. I can have all the things, material things. But if there's no joy, 
I'm not that interested (laughs) in all of those things. Um, The other core value for that I have is growth orientation. So if I'm not learning, if I'm not having interesting conversations like this one today, I'm not really interested in a life that doesn't include joy and doesn't include growth. So that for me, success looks like a life that has that as a part of my day-to-day life. Um, for you, you might have other other things that you define success and how you define success. So it, um, the outside world is going to tell you one way of defining success is by the numbers in your bank account. And that mm-hmm. can be maybe part of the thing that's Im- important to you, but it doesn't have to be everything. Right. And so recognizing that there's a limit to the amount of joy that, and happiness that that's going to bring to you. And right. um, you reach that after a certain point of growth. Yeah, so, absolutely. That's the other part that I would say um, that's really hard because I struggled with it is holding your boundaries strong. If you're going to go into this work, it can be really easy to just work nonstop and to not set aside any time for the thing, other things that are a part of your identity. So you have to hold your boundaries strong. And some of the best advice and quote that I have heard heard about that is the only people that are upset with you having boundaries are the ones that benefited from you having none. And that really has just stuck in my mind. And what I repeat to myself when I'm feeling like, oh, I'm going to disappoint this person. Like they're going to be upset with me. I, I really always want to come through for people. And, you know, they're just asking, this is, they're just asking too much. Like I can't, I can't do this. And it's like, are they really having my best interest in mind or are they trying to zap all of my energy from me because it serves solely themselves? And can I, am I really contributing to the world if all my energy is going into this one person and their needs and not mine and my community's needs? So that helps, that helps me. Uh, And then the, the third tip that I would give to people would be to think about when you're when you are kind of stressed over a decision or stressed over an incident or stressed over maybe a mistake that you made because you're human um and learning we're all learning in these things and to kind of relieve some of that pressure from yourself because we get tied up into all of our day-to-days is to ask yourself a simple question just ask yourself will this thing that's happening right now will this matter in 10 minutes is it going to matter in 10 days? Is it going to matter in 10 months? Is it going to matter in 10 years? Sometimes things won't even matter in 10 minutes that are happening to us that we're really upset about. Sometimes it won't matter in 10 days. So it helps put it into perspective of, is this thing even going to be something that I remember 10 minutes from now? Maybe not. 10 days from now, probably not. 10 years from now, definitely not. So that helps kind of helps us zoom out to see really and perspective take. So yeah, those are some tips that hopefully are helpful for, for your listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think too, especially for people who are perfectionists and I am one of them. Um, I think we will remember the things that the mess up, you know, the mistake much longer than somebody else will. They'll probably forget about it real quick. And, um, Mm -hmm. so I know sometimes I, you know, I could, um, beat myself over the head because I made a mistake when really it wasn't that big of a deal. Right. Now I, I'm a recovering perfectionist. Now I've gotten <laughs> to the point of like, you know, 
do absolutely the best as you can, but just get it done. Um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. imperfection. Um, what is it like? What do they say? Something about like mo- imperfection movement is still better than like not getting it done because you're trying to make sure it's right. absolutely perfect. Um, right. But yeah, no, I think those are super, super helpful yeah. tips. And you've said a few times about, you know, core values. Um, is that something that you really focus on with your your clients about helping them discover what their core values are? Absolutely. And it goes in um, the overall mindset piece of that building self-awareness, that, that first empowerment. So all of the workshops go through and incorporate those level, different levels um, of progression in those workshops. So the first stop is going to be, why are you doing the behaviors that you're doing? And, and sometimes it's like, well, because I really value this. And sometimes it's not. So if it's not in line with that, then why are you doing it? Sometimes because you have to (laughs) is, is sometimes why, but sometimes, and a lot of times it's not, it's just because you think you have to. But really, maybe it can be delegated. Maybe it's something that um, isn't immediate right now that you might want to pick up again in the future that you can lay aside for a while. So it's all about thinking about behavior is complicated. But also when you try to match behaviors to values, it becomes a lot less complicated. That's that's very interesting. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so we are coming, uh, kind of to the, towards the end of the episode, what is one piece of advice you would give somebody who is wanting to uh, chase their daydream? I will give your audience advice that I got when I was starting out and I was unsure of the next step forward. And I would say now is the time to lean into your power. And if you've lost your power, along the way. Now is the time to reclaim that power. We all have it within us. Maybe it has been pushed down for whatever reason, but it's still there. And with practice, you can develop that power like a muscle. So your mindset will develop, your ability to set boundaries will develop, and leaning into your power, you'll feel more comfortable with over time. It can be a really uncomfortable space to claim your power and to be in control of your own destiny. That can be really intimidating, but with time, it becomes less intimidating and becomes more more comfortable. And so if you need someone to give you permission right now, I give you permission to lean into your power and to make that a habit of your day-to-day life. That's awesome. I love that. I I, I feel like so many of us, um, probably feel the power inside of us, but just are afraid to, to step into it. And Mm -hmm. because like you said, it, it, it is uncomfortable and it is work and, um, and it, it, it takes time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially like you said, if you're a recovering perfectionist, that's hard. (laughs) It's hard to be in charge of our our own, our own, um, progression. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it is, yeah, it's taken a lot of, um, getting uncomfortable with it just to, to move forward. Because like you were saying, um, you know, you have an MBA, but you're scared to start your business because of the unknowns and, uh, same situation for me about starting my business or even starting this podcast. And I, I delayed it. So for such a long time, because I was afraid of 
the tech and how is I, you know, how is it going to record? How was I going to edit, do all these things? And as far as like starting my business, I, um, I have a business degree, but none of the stuff I've learned in business do I remember learning in college. Um, you know, right. I feel like I've, I've got a true business degree just by doing it. I've heard that story over and over and over again in so many different contexts. Um, you learn by doing. That's that's how it works. And I come from a higher ed background. I love higher ed. And we, we need some of those foundation things. And there's no better teacher than life. Yeah, that is so true. So true. So what is um, a book or a podcast that's been very influential in your life? Oh, this question is always so tough for me to answer um, because I love reading and I love podcasts. Um, so I, I limited myself to just a couple. Okay. So this was as narrowed down as it could get, uh, but I tried really hard. Um, so I, I do have a couple of books. So the first one is The Choice by Edith Edgar. Uh, she survived the um, Nazi concentration camps. And the book talks about her process of the trauma and then the healing and then ultimately the choices that she decided to make in her own mindset to overcome that trauma. Um, and then the second one is actually related. It's by, Man it's by Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. And he, too, was a survivor of the Nazi concentration camps. And his book talks about the lessons that he learned by observing those that survived the concentration camps versus the ones that um, lost their lives. And the mindset of some of the people that survived is what he he wrote about. And it's about the a famous quote that he quotes in the book from another philosopher actually is those that have a why to live can live through any how. And that's the meaning and purpose of life is um, what empower possible is about find your how um, because then you can make it through any life circumstances, even the ones right. that are um, beyond yeah, your can. worst nightmares. Really. Right. Exactly. I um, couldn't imagine anything worse than that. Right, right. Um, so that's why those two books stand out in my mind and are really have influenced my thought process. And then as far as podcasts, um, I would obviously recommend your podcast as oh, a podcast for people to keep listening to. And then uh, Charity Youngblood's podcast, Life Questions and Lessons. It's a five minute long podcast, which is great because you can listen to it um, I, I listen to it in the morning just when I'm getting ready. And each one is packed full of thoughtful questions to reflect on life. So it really has helped me dig into the decisions that I make and what matters to me and what doesn't matter to me. And it's just um, a nice way to start the day. Nice. I will have to check that out. I, yeah. I always love, um, things that you can like get through fairly fast. And and that's why I try to keep mine, you know, about 40, 45 minutes. And sure. that way, whenever people are getting ready in the mornings, they can hopefully power through it. Um, yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Um, and well, and lastly, how can people find you? Yeah, thanks for giving me the opportunity to share. Uh, EmpowerPossible.com is my website. LinkedIn, I'm Julie Zaruba Fountain. And then on social media, Insta, Insta, Instagram, Facebook, I'm at 
empower possible. And then email. I'm one of those rare people. I like receiving emails. So you can email me to info at empowerpossible.com. Awesome. Okay, great. So I'm sure um, hopefully some people will reach out about doing the workshops. And um, I know you brought so much value on this podcast. So I'm excited to I'm excited to hear um, people's take on it. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Christy. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd be so kind and leave me a quick review, I would love to hear from you. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Christy Winfrey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit that follow button. And until next time, keep chasing those dreams, my friend. Remember, you are worth it.